Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Josiah Pasicale, an award-winning entrepreneur, filmmaker, blogger, and speaker. And today, Josiah and I are going to talk about the shadow of the pride rainbow. We're going to dive into the topics of the challenges and hardships that gay men in particular have to deal with in the gay community that is less heard of and not so often talked about. We touch on things such as dating apps like Grindr and close the gap between gay men and straight men and talk about a lot of similarities that they have in common with each other, plus so much more. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you want to get in touch with Josiah after this interview, you can find him on Facebook at Josiah Pasikale. His name will be in the show notes if you don't know how to spell that. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, Josiah. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Hey, Aurel. How's it going? Good. For inviting me here. Yeah, so good to see you again. It's been a while. I was just a few years. <laughs> First question I have for you is what elevates your soul? Uh, like physically or spiritually? Uh, you can answer that either way you want. Um. I'd say something uh, physically that elevates it is probably uh, at least once a week I, I go to the Pink Mountain or I look out there and I watch the sunset. Yeah. Um, and I think in that moment it, it creates something spiritual within me. Totally. Uh, that connects me to, I guess, other things, you know, in the universe. Uh, and really, I guess, elevates my soul. Totally, totally. Can you tell us a bit about you and your story in terms of coming out of the closet? Oh, a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Uh, I came out three years ago. Um, I thought the the biggest, you know, hurdle I'd face would be coming out. Um, but there's so many other, you know, yeah. problems. Uh, when you start to discover yourself as a as a gay man, you know it's easy enough. It's hard enough trying to become a man. Yeah. But becoming a gay man mm. is a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. And you mean that in a sense that you don't have many role models? I think we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> 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 so, so we can't really you know there's no one right way if that makes sense um you know some gay guys have kids have close relationships uh, yeah you know believe in god and some hate god <laughs> and you know love sex and love being single and yeah yeah and you know that the the sphere of what is a role model in this community 
changes by what type of life stage you're in really yes and like nobody has a people like role models because they want to fit in but there is no like way to live um even if you're not gay there's not like oh if you're not gay this is how you should live and if you're gay this is how you should live so we're kind of all figuring it out <laughs> either way no matter what your se sexual orientation is but yeah. yeah i can see how i hear in the kiwi culture growing up and figuring out like how to be a man is quite challenging um, but then how to be a Kiwi gay man as well. That's like, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think um, there's so much hate yep. uh, and pain in the rainbow community that where we take that um, pain out mm -hmm. is on is specifically in religion. Um, you know, you think about... Um, Israel Folau, um, you know, getting uh, fired from the Australian Rugby Union. Think about um, the bills going through Parliament to try ban gay conversion therapy. Um, there's a lot of pain in the community and a lot of hurt, and I think not enough strong role models for us to really see something positive um, out of that pain. Right, and this pain is coming from where? Um, I, I mean, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, <laughs> so I can't answer that. Um, but I guess what, what other guys are talking about, what makes them depressed or what makes them question their own i guess being um uh i had a talk with someone the other day and they told me that they hated their body image um and they talked about my instagram uh and they said that my instagram was too sexy uh oh your instagram oh. yeah um but the only reason they said that to me is they said um i'll never look at you I'll never be as buff as you, um, no matter how much I try. And then he said after that, I'm actually really depressed. I'm depressed about how I look. Yeah. I can never look as sexy as I want. Yeah. And you know, that comes, comes to this topic of body image in the gay community. Yeah. And, and just how much currency it really has to affect the whole body. Yeah. So even though it's an outward thing, it's affecting him mentally, emotionally, who knows if it's, if it's spiritual. Yeah. Um, but the currency in this community for body image uh, can make or break you depending on how much you think your body is of worth to other people. Does it not matter what other people think of your body? Because you just use the term, it matters about what you think of your own body. Um, well, I, I recently wrote a a blog on my um, website. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, "Body Images New Black." Okay. <laughs> and uh, I went through my own, you know, self discovery of what body images to me. Yeah. And what attraction is, because they're two different things. Yeah. And I think when we confuse the two, uh, that 
they both become the same thing and they start to affect how we see ourselves. Yeah. Um, but what I say in my blog and what I've learned over, over time is that body image is how you see yourself. Yeah. Where attraction is how you see other people. So yeah. what are you attracted to? Um, and, and, and both of those attributes, right? Yeah. Uh, you own it. It's yours to own. Yeah. No one else should tell you what's attractive. Right. Or how you could see yourself. Yeah. When other men, when gay men or when people start to let other things own it of them, yeah. Suddenly, you start thinking, "Oh, I'm not as attractive to that person," or, "Oh, that per I don't see myself as that person." That's because we're constantly looking at other people for affirmation and validation, but that ultimately is something that belongs to that one person or to yourself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and confidence of your body doesn't come from how you actually look like, it's how you perceive yourself and what you look like. <laughs> yeah, how you're judging yourself. Interesting, yeah. so you think, yeah, so you say body image is like a big currency in the gay community. So it's very focused on how you look like. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would, but then. Welcome to the girl world. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's quite a, quite a universal language speaking here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to the gay community. Exactly. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to ask you about. So you were saying um, before we went into this interview that you were actually seeing a lot of similarities between the gay community, like gay men and straight men, heterosexual men. So what kind of similarities, like how would you shorten that gap between the difference of the two different men? And then there's obviously bisexual men too. So they need to fit in somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the middle there too. Um, what's some similarities? Uh, so I've, I've got um, a few best friends, uh, gay, straight, bi, woman, men. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I found quite similar um, is when women ask me questions about straight men, for example, yeah. uh, they would complain about how emotionless they are right yeah um and you could almost say the same about gaming when it comes to sex and hooking up right um, right but what i i can uh, tell from experience is is that um both gaming and straight men um even though in the moment we might not show any emotion uh, it eventually comes out over time um, and you know that can come from uh, you know dad problems mom problems family problems uh, down to how you look yeah um, I think there are so many straight men that actually care about their parents um, just as much as gay men um, you know we with this whole uprise of, of social media, yeah, um, the height of 
comparison has, has never been you know, through the roof. Um, I would say that gay men and straight men, there is the only difference really is, is how we see, you know, our sexual orientation really. Yeah. Um, and um, something that I, like, I want to talk about uh, specifically in my culture, which is, so I'm talking about video in Chinese. And in my specific culture, the term gay is not mentioned anywhere in our language. The closest thing to it is this term called Fafafine. So a Fafafine is a man with female attributes. Yeah. So when you look at some of the earlier role models of homosexuality that New Zealand had, it was feminine gay men. Yeah. It was drag queens. Yeah. You know, these were the earlier examples of what a gay man looked like and what was acceptable. Right. Yeah. So, so the face of a gay man uh-huh. has changed over totally. the last decade. Yeah, totally. You know, it's gone beyond being feminine to being men who play rugby. Yeah. Men yeah. who want children and men who want to go to church. Yeah. Men, gay men. Gay men, you know, who are doing the exact same things as straight men. Why yeah. men doing the same exact thing as as straight people? You know, the, the sphere of what it means, what it looks like to have a different sexual orientation or gender. There is no labels. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I think what Isabel is is just really. Uh, I think a, a lot of the new generation is is getting educated to the fact that the face of what it means to you know like the opposite sex has completely different from the nineties from the two thousands. Yeah. You have kids growing up now like non-binary, uh, yeah. asexual, like there there is you know. A name for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 That that whole community is definitely now it is a community. It wasn't even a community before. They were just outcasts and now that's actually a community for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, I mean going back to your question, um, what do gay men and straight men have in common? Yeah. Um, I'd say one of the most um, intimate and special places, I think, for any man or any person really, is sex. Yeah. And a good experience, a bad experience, um, abuse of sex, uh, doesn't matter if you're straight, if you're whatever, it still has the same effect. And it might not happen in that minute for men in particular, but eventually it comes out over time and you start to realize that, oh, hang on, that that thing that happened a year ago or two years ago or a month ago or two weeks ago, that really did have an impact on me. Right. So you mean any sexual encounter, they go about it just like it's like some kind of fun physical act that doesn't mean that much, but you're saying it actually does have a 
huge impact. Oh, for sure. Sex does. And that's the thing, like with anyone, like you can't have something inside you and just like move on. Like nothing happened. Energetically, there is a lot of things. Yeah. I think for me, um, all gay men, we have quite a tendency to kind of hide that emotion. Uh, but I just want to say right now, it eventually just comes out. And it might not come out the way you expect it to. Right. Does it always come out in a pretty way? Does it sometimes come out in an ugly way? <laughs> I mean, it can come out in addiction. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can come out in counseling. Um, it can come out in your next relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And can so, you give us an example in what way that it would come out later? Oh, I guess for me. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't, like, I don't like talking about other people's um, yeah. experiences yeah. when I've never yeah. been there. Um, but for me personally, uh, I really struggled with my body. Um, growing up as a kid, uh, I was covered in eczema from head to toe. And wow. I, like a walking dinosaur. Um, and... And I was also like quite chubby, and so put that in a gay world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so what I found was um, I just wanted to, I just would give myself to any gay guy that would find me attractive. Yeah. Um, and I did that for years. Yeah. And I didn't realize just how much it was affecting me. Yeah, I was constantly finding validation, yeah. affirmation in my, of my own body from someone else. Yeah, and and it was only years later that I kind of discovered how much I was feeding that insecurity in myself. Yeah, and how much that actually wasn't solving the problem. Yeah, but the problem wasn't friction or validation. The the problem was that I wasn't validating myself. Yeah, and I wasn't taking ownership of not just my body, but who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah, like my body is is just is just a product mm. of the emotion of my spiritual side of my soul yeah you know and as soon as i started to connect my being yeah with the product of how people see my being yeah that that is when it started to change for me and that's that was the um way i guess that came out of me is that i channeled that emotion and i channeled those insecurities and I believe I, I am constantly refining and turning them into, you know, diamonds. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you, uh, in a sense, connected your mind and your body and your soul together. And you worked on your self-esteem. And I could even tell, um, I think when I met you, it was like quite a transformative time of your life. And just from when I met you, from when I left Wellington, your confidence seemed to like go up so quickly within that short amount of time I knew you. 
So what kind of things did you do to work on your self-esteem and accept yourself and accept your sexual orientation, even though others might've not been okay with it or whatever? How did you push through that? <laughs> um, it's a lot of, a lot of, um, I'd say pain, yeah. a lot of pain. Um, like you're looking at um, uh, almost going bankrupt. Uh, you're looking at depression, suicide, um, uh, corrupted business partners, um, uh, addiction, um, being abused by the church, being assaulted by my ex. Um, I think in, in those moments where I was faced with those walls, look what they are, they're walls. Yeah. Um, they're not a hurdle that you can just jump over. Um, they're things you have to face in life. And in those moments, I had a choice whether to, to give up. Um, on life at times. Yeah. Um, one of the darkest moments I think I had, uh, which I'll share with you, is uh, my business almost been bankrupt and a, someone called me up, you know, and was offering me free drugs yeah. to come and have sex with them. Yeah. And it was, it was, I was so low, I was so low, and, and I thought at that moment, like, am I going to use this opportunity to escape my reality? Yeah. And I remember just crying with pain uh, because I felt I had reached rock bottom, yeah. and that this was the tipping point where I decided to give up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I looked up. <laughs> to the ceiling in my bedroom, sitting on the floor, and I just laughed. Yeah. Because I just thought, this is just too funny. <laughs> of course I'm not going to give up. <laughs> um, and that is, that is how, that is how I, I am so confident today. Because when that wall did come, and when it looked too high yeah. to climb, yeah, I decided that I'd break that wall down with pure tenacity, determination, and those walls came down. Yeah, and I was able to walk past that boundary in my life. Yeah, and almost declare victory. Right. Over that situation. Because right. I always see myself not as a victim. Yeah. But victorious of every situation that I face. Nice. Yeah, so really the, the pinpoint was really just making that decision, which is way easier said than done. But you're like, no, fuck it. I'm worth living. I can do this. And like, I guess having that faith within yourself as well that you could move forward. And also when we hit rock bottom as well, that's 
usually when the turning point is in our lives. That's where we gain the most confidence and the most uh, faith as well is like when we hit rock bottom, we're like, can't get worse than this. So either I give up now or it can only get better from here. <laughs> yeah. The, the golden yeah. question. The golden question. Can't get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when you know. <laughs> You're like, okay, it can only get better. I might as well keep trying. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> Um, Another topic I want to touch on is these gay dating apps like Grindr and such. How has that affected the gay community? And obviously, this is a generalization. This isn't all gay people. But how do you feel that factors in? It's definitely made... I don't like using the word gay men, but like just yeah. men. Yeah. Because, um, you know, men are also on dating apps yeah straight men. um yeah it's definitely made men seem a lot more shallow than they really are yeah right. uh it's definitely one of the problems with dating apps is that you already have a conceived idea of someone before yeah. you even meet them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know like if you got one text wrong if you did the wrong thing in your profile like suddenly the way that someone interprets that is like oh that person's a bitch or you know or they're so stuck up or um it's definitely made a lot of men yeah secure about their bodies um the amount of gay guys i know that aren't on grinder yeah um because they feel they're not up to the mark. Oh. Uh, they don't want to be judged. Um, yeah. You know, they're not even on Grindr. <laughs> um, right. The amount of guys that aren't on Grindr because their bodies are so hot and sexy, mm -hmm. because they get hit on so many times. Right. And they're sick of men with, with uh, hidden intentions, wanting to catch up for coffee, but really they want to sleep with them. Right. A lot of guys, a lot of guys don't go on for that reason. Right. Um, yeah, and they're just so, feeding off this validation, right? Yeah. It's the same um, with straight men, I guess, as well. But, or, but something that I, I think uh, what the apps have done, like Grindr, Scruff, Squirt, Tinder, I don't know, are there any more? <laughs> <laughs> if um, there's more, uh, message me after this podcast. <laughs> um, um, what they don't realize is that you are a community. You're what I think I'd call the hookup community. Yeah. Um, and even though you, we think that it's not a community, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, on, it's an online community yeah yes yeah. and i think as soon as people start switching their mindset from uh this is face value to these are real people yeah. in real life yeah. interacting yeah. online yeah um that's where it hits home and where people are, and that's when i think 
people start to be themselves on those apps as opposed to what other people want to see. Totally. I always said there'd be like this amazing app if someone made it, just take my idea and do this, where you write everything on your profile that you normally would on a dating app or site or whatever, and you can't see anyone's photos. Like you have no access to what they look like. Like you have to read everything on their profile and like swipe left or right or whatever, like um, see if you actually like what's written on there. And then once you like what's written on there, then you can start having a conversation with them on there. And then only after like a certain amount of days or whatever of communicating online or hours, then you get access to like their photos. <laughs> but you only get that like after going like reading their profile and talking to them for a while because then that's like, that helps the like shallow baseness. And then you can like really be upfront with you, like honest with yourself and be like, okay, now that I see what this person looks like, has my feelings for the way I think they are, has it changed? <laughs> so. <laughs> I can just imagine the disappointment. <laughs> Aww. Um, yeah. You know, I think sexual attraction is a big thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I think we, we make it too big of a thing. I think anyone's capable of loving anyone. It doesn't fucking matter what they yeah. look like. Yeah. So we think it's important, but it's actually not. It's the same about how we think about ourselves. Like, oh, it's so important that I look my best every time I step out of the house or whatever. Some people may have beliefs, but it's like, no, actually. Like, people will still love you. People will still like you. People will still want to be friends with you even though you don't look like, you know, a Victoria's Secret model or a male model or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think we need to tell that to um, Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> we'll flip them a private message after this. <laughs> and um, the whole world. <laughs> 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 and the next generation for sure for sure that's the most important get the kids, the most get the kids educated yeah. another yeah. thing i wanted to ask the last thing i wanted to ask was the older gay community you touched on that that you find as a generalization the older gay men get the more alone they actually feel why is that I've had to think about this and um, ultimately I think most gay men think that they're alone. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and that no one understands them. Um, and I've heard this term thrown around a lot uh, yeah. in the gay community, especially from the guys. Um, no one knows how broken I am okay yeah and i think as men age as gay men age and get older um i think we start to believe that you know yeah. and then when looks fade yeah yeah and when people no longer see you as attractive yeah um I think that's that's uh, a stage of life I haven't been to yet. Um, yeah. But I can only imagine when all I've got is my personality. Uh, 
I wonder who who will find that attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's the fear as well that anyone has when they're getting older and they're realizing their looks are fading. They're wanting to have a, find a partner, you know, and and stick to that. Whereas before then. As long as they're good looking, they're like, I want to be single. <laughs> I want to fuck anyone I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when the looks start to fade and the body starts to cripple, they're like, oh, I don't want to be alone. You know, this is what's really important in my life. This is what's really important to me. And then they start going after that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think um, I like the title of, you know, Elevate Your Soul podcast. Thank you. Um, because I'm just going to cut to cut, cut, cut straight to it. Yeah. Um, eventually you die. <laughs> yeah. And I think a big fear that men or have gay men or anyone really has yeah. is the fear of dying alone. Yes. Um, you know, who's going to care about me? Who's going to care about my life? Yeah. Um, Will my memory live on? Will anyone remember my name? Um, and I think that those are all questions about your soul. Yeah. And not about your looks, not about your outward appearance. For sure. Not about grinding the sex head that night or that first time in 1990, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Those aren't the questions your soul asks. Mm hmm. The reason the questions come directly from our soul as we age, yeah. and and I think that's what's really important to understand at, at this time in our lives is that we should be fulfilling and answering the questions that our soul wants the answer to, yeah. not the questions that our eyes want the, the answer to. That your ego wants to hear. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, that's so interesting. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap up that I haven't asked you today? Um, I just want to like cover my um, fitness journey. Yeah. You know, that, was, that was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so when I when I hopped on Grinder like years ago, um, comments that stood out were you're too fat you're too hairy you're too dark wow um, uh you're ugly you've got man boobs um yeah wow anyway, and they're I, that I, upfront with you they're just yeah. throwing hate one of the moments that really stood out for me is when this guy invited me up to his house as soon as i hopped out of the car he told me to go home um oh my god and then you look at years later after my body changed and et cetera. Yeah. Same men. Yeah. You're hot. You're so sexy. You're mm. so handsome. The guy that denied me sex years ago. Yeah. Wanted to have sex with me. He didn't even know that I was the same person. I didn't even tell him. Oh, wow. Like, you know, fuck. Like, yeah. I didn't change. Right. My other parents did. And it goes to show just how shallow sex, sexual attraction is. 
Yeah. 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 Wow. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that story. Oh, um, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And it goes both ways. It's not just the gay community. It's totally dependent on the individual. Yeah. 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 And how they prioritize that when it comes to finding a relationship or even making friends. It's like how high on the priority list is their appearance. Be honest with yourself too. Some people say it's not, but then you look at who they date and you're like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to say as well, Aral, like, I haven't seen you in about a year and a bit, two years. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're definitely transformed. You're transformed. Um, I think the light inside of you is shining brighter than I've ever seen it. Thank you. Um, and I love uh, just how much purpose you have now. You, I, I see. I can yeah. see that you now. There's a drive of you know what you want to do in life, and, and I'm glad that this is one of the things that you wanted to do. Yeah. I really hope that people get on board and support the vision that you have. Um, for your life. And, Thank you. you know, personally, I, I just love seeing how much growth uh, and how much how much you've come from where you were when I first met you. Yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah, like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's the thing. It's like funny how in our heads, like in my head, I'm like the same person, but um, I just feel like. I'm more confident in saying like, this is who I am. This is what I want and I'm going to get it rather than like, I still had all the same desires and wants, but it was like, I'm not worthy of getting it or I don't want to tell people I want it or I can't get it yet. Like I'm not worthy of it yet. Like maybe in like 10 years or 20 years. And now I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> I want it tomorrow. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's that's definitely something I've seen change. Um, yeah. And your spirit. Um, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Um, I've got nothing else to add. Yeah. Um, perfect. We covered a lot. Yeah people want to follow your blog or to follow you on Instagram or ask you a question, um, how do they find you? Uh, the best way is just to Google Motivate Joe. Yep. Motivate Joe. I Motivate Joe on Instagram. Um, I Motivate Joe on Facebook. Uh, yep. MotivateJoe.com has my uh, blog. Yep. You got to read my blog. It's so good. For sure. So, You're a really good writer you. as well, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I, I got to go. I need to carry on with my day, but thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you. If you like this episode and are enjoying the Elevate Your Soul podcast, please help support me by sharing it with somebody you know who could benefit from this episode or from this podcast by copying and pasting the link. I would also love it if you could write me a review on whatever app you're listening to this on. It really helps get this information and content out there. 
And if you'd like to help out the podcast even more by helping me get the resources I need and keeping it ad-free, please support me through my Patreon website at patreon.com slash elevateyoursoul. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash elevateyoursoul. Any support is greatly appreciated. 